0: so glad to be among you and to me this is the most important above all the meetings. If there's anything that you need to deposit is among leadership. When the leaders stand the rest will stand. And I'll not say anything without asking my uh, Shall we receive Mrs. Anon? she just share something briefly.
1: Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. As leaders, we are expected to be leading people. Is that right? and who has made us leaders. We are following God and other people are following us. The Bible says that we are living epistles read of all men. Whether you are called into leadership position or not, People are looking at you and following you. If you are a living epistle that people are reading, what are they reading about you? Are they reading the truth? Or they are reading something else? Can you confidently tell the people who are following you that indeed I am a living epistle. If you don't have the Bible and you even watch my life, you can walk right with God. Can we boldly say that? Or we are the people who would say, listen to what I say and not what I do. Because the word of God throws a challenge to us that whatever we do is open before the eyes of God to whom we must give account. And many times we live as if we are giving account to men. So we live to do eye service. But one challenge I want to give to all of us here as leaders is the things that we have not spoken about are bare before the man we have to give account to. Will you do things in the dark or in secret? And when you come to the open, pretend to be doing what is right? We are going to give account of everything that we do. And what frightens me the most Is that the word of God that says, all things are open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I love that scripture. He says, all things are open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hallelujah. All, all means what? All means all. Minus nothing. So if everything about you as a leader is open before the eyes of him with whom you have to give account, are you confident to say you are a leader? Are you confident to tell people to emulate you? We don't have to write ourselves off. Wherever we have missed it, We have a God who is so faithful, who is so loving, and who is so caring. He's not interested in punishing us for doing the wrong, but he's interested in letting us know where we missed it and showing us where to go to make it back on track. And wherever we find ourselves... I want us to have this at the back of my, your minds. That's the word I want to live with you. He says that all things are open before the eyes of whom we have to do. And as another scripture says, of him to whom we must give account. And the word of God also says that our works will follow us. It says our works will follow us. What kind of works are going to follow us? Sometimes we don't know. But the, in the very little, little things that we do, we have to do it faithfully. And the interest, another interesting thing about God is that he does not only look at the things we are doing outwardly, but he says the thoughts and the intents of our hearts are bear before him. What a God. When you have not even opened your mouth to speak, he says what is in your mind, I know it. And any time we hear that God knows what is on our mind, we are afraid because we are thinking he's going to judge us by the negative things. But I want to tell you as a leader, whatever is in your mind that you have not been able to do, God is ready to give you what it takes to get it done. He knows the good things that are on your heart. Paul said, the things I want to do, I'm not able to do. But the ones I don't want to do are the ones I find myself doing. He looked at himself. He says, woe is me, wretched man that I am. You are not. Because God is ready to equip you with whatever you need to stand in your place of leadership. And if everything is open before his eyes, he knows where your weaknesses are. And he knows how to supply strength to cover your weaknesses. Let's just be sincere with ourselves and open up to that God. And he will bring us to where we ought to be. He's our helper. He's more interested in getting us to do what he wants us to do than punishing us for doing wrong things. Let's just cling to God and in our hearts continually yearn to do what is right. And he says he has sent the Holy Spirit who will lead us into all truth. May he lead us and may he help us to walk in the truth that he brings our way. He's more than willing and able. He says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or imagine. Look at the words. He's able to do exceedingly. What else do you want apart from exceedingly? Exceedingly. Then he says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Whoa. Exceeding and abundance. Above What is it that is in your mind? He says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above that. All that we think or even imagine. He's a faithful God. He's not a taskmaster who wants to whip us. But he wants to hold our hands and walk us on the journey he has earmarked for us. And as we make ourselves willing... We'll find ourselves doing. And without telling people to follow us, you have people following you. Praise the Lord. Let's endeavor to do what is right in the sight of God. I have learned as a leader that whether you speak or not, people are watching you. Whatever you do, people are watching you. So endeavor to do what is right in the sight of God. And if it is right in the sight of God, it will be certainly right for people to follow. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I argue with Pastor John. I said, John will say, Sister Wish, why don't you do it this way? Sister Wish, why don't you? I said, no, I don't want to do it that way. Because if I do it, I give myself a little space. I'll find people emulating me and doing it even in the worst way. So why don't I do it right? And sometimes it takes a lot of sacrifice to do it right. But I'd rather do sacrifice and do it right to get people to do it right because when we get to heaven one day and we are giving account of ourselves people would say if it wasn't for sister wish i wouldn't have been here that's what i'm looking for that people will be grounded established in the house of god because you lived right and did what was right in the sight of god may he be a helper amen
0: oh let's clap for her Amen. I learned you've got enough and you've had enough today. And I'll go back to my scripture. That is in Romans chapter 1, verse 11. Uh, Romans 1. Therefore, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. I know this is uh, a leadership uh, meeting, and I'm aware that every organization has its culture. And anytime I deal with people, I deal with them in the context of their culture. Uh, you cannot just use a certain culture in another culture. If you do that, your leadership will fail. So we need to study and learn the culture uh, so that we'll be able to put not only, not only in the UK, but when it comes to individual, after getting them, then you can then put them in the scriptural culture. But you use some other method to get them Many people are just seeking for God and leadership. And there are many reasons why people are uh, are looking for some position. But I believe that it should be number one because you're convinced that God wants you to do something. Anytime you're called into leadership, the first thing you need to pray about is to have a conviction in you that you are called to do this job. And I believe that is very, very important. Because there are categories of people always, there are people, the first type of people, they are seekers. There are people who are looking for adventure. And also, a shortcut into life. So they're only seeking. So when they see this group, if I fit into it, will I be, how can I maneuver to get there and I've seen some loopholes. If I enter there, I'll get here by the time I realize I'm at this position. Those people <laughs> are, if they create problem in the leadership uh, uh, as they move up. But there are some, they are seekers, but they can, after finding it, some, can refine and refine their their mind and do the right thing. We also have the settlers. Those who are looking for well, their well-being and security in ministry. So they come there and say, oh, this church, if I come here, there are people here who can help me, so I get inside. And when I become a leader, uh, people I'm in need, I can have some help. It's good. It's not bad. It's good. Uh, but uh, that will not end you place. Then we also have the schemers. They're looking for power and to control, control and endorsement. So whatever they will do to get that power, they will scheme to get it. And this type of leadership is not the type which God is looking for. Amen. Well, I hope I'm, I'm saying something sensible. Then we have the next level, which are students. There are people who want to come and learn. And I know they're looking for knowledge and endorsement. So they come, they feel knowledge is here. They want to come for it, and they will look for that knowledge. Whatever you ask them, they'll learn, and they'll they make sure they learn. Most of the time, those students when they you know students when you go to school, you finish, you leave. Those type of leaders don't stay. Because they're students, when they pass the exam, they gain the knowledge, they move to the next level. But there are another group which I believe that is very important. I call them sons. We use sons to build. When Abraham had he had 318 men born in his house. Sons. When you send sons to battle you can never lose. Because they are not fighting because of their own interest. They are fighting for the interest of that house and the family. That is where people are ready to sacrifice for what is happening. So that the home, they will protect the place and they will do everything with their resources to make that group grow. So sons, and no wonder God sent sons. Before he even called you, he first turned you to be a son. You receive Jesus As a Lord and personal Savior. (laughs) He knows he can entrust so much into the hands of a son. Oh, I, I, I know this is not a good message. So for me, I believe that we have to develop a heart of sonship. If a father rebukes a son, he understands that it's for a certain good purpose. But if you don't see yourself as a son, you will interpret the same rebuke in another form. So I pray that we will develop a heart, a sonship heart, and so that this work will all go on well, I always see myself as a son. I'm working for my father. If he gives me something, that's okay. If he doesn't give me something, I know I'm working for him, my father. Pray then. We'll we will be praying and I'll be asking uh, Reverend Joseph to help me. I believe that when Moses father-in-law saw him sitting down from morning to evening doing what he's supposed not to do. That was not his main call. But other time, you can be taken away from your core work to tense that you are not called to do. If we do that, his father-in-law said, what you're doing is not good. If anything that you're doing, which is not good. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, Moses was working very hard, but it was still not good. It's not how hard you work. So you can do everything, but is it good? And he did for the people. He said, what is this that you do, you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. For you alone have the solution. Is that all? When they had difficulty, they came to me and I judge. They come to me and I judge between one and another. And I make known the statutes of God and his law. That's good. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. It don't make you a very effective leader. There is a leader, and there is an effective leader. There are so many leaders, but what is very important is an effective leader, and that was exactly what Jesus did. He's a very effective leader. He did what is important at the certain time. So, I pray that God will raise and lift. And the solution was, that said, you find some men, helpers, leaders, that you put the same spirit. Sons carry the spirit of fathers. Put a sonship spirit into them, then what you will do, those people will be able to do. I pray that today that same spirit will come upon our life and my life. And I believe that when it comes, the first thing we need as a leadership is every leadership have conviction. For me, I respect people who have their conviction, whatever it is. Without conviction, you'll run away when it is tough. And every leader pray that whatever you are doing, you have conviction in what you're doing. If they give you a work to do, then you say, oh, they told us to do this one, I'm not sure. Pray over it until there's a total conviction in your heart that this job is from God. And to be effective, you also have to be courageous. Leaders are courageous. Effective leaders. They don't see Goliath and run. Effective leaders will see a situation. And face it for, the, for the reason and for the cause of what they 've been called to. so if Jesus has called us to do a certain job, don't let challenges let us run away from things. When challenges come, that 's where upliftment also come. there's no promotion without examination so we need to be convicted. We need to be very courageous because the kind of world we are in, we need courageous leaders. Leaders, when God said it's black, you will say it's black. When all the society says that, let's do this, and you know it's purely against the word of God, you'll stand by it. At the end, people Believe people who stand are convicted by, have conviction of what they believe in. What do you believe in? So, if it's a listening about Jesus Christ, have your conviction about him. I pray for that. You also need to be consistent. Leaders don't say this and tomorrow change. Except God. He said, I'm the Lord, I change it not. That's why it's very important for leaders when you want to take a move. You pray well. And understand the mind of God. After getting it, then you move on. I'm not saying that the when you're moving on and you you get it wrong, you don't go. You say, oh, because this uh, uh, prophecies, uh let us become uh, consistent, so I'm going to still uh, uh. No, no 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 no, that's not what I'm talking about. If, but it should not be a regular pattern. Don't let your leaders, you see, when you keep on changing things like this, the next time you say you're going to do it, uh, uh, Is there another one? <laughs> is it the, uh, the Lord speaking or not? So it's good. It's very, very good that we need to be very strong. And take decision. But let's pray and pray and get the exact knowledge of God. If we are going wrong, we can come back and be sincere about it that I'm wrong, but let's move here because we all know we are all human. The Bible says, even the prophet, the prophesy in parts. So we may not be able to know exactly, sometimes our mind, our spirit, our soul, our body know the voice of the Spirit. And the voice of emotions, the brain, the, uh, the soul, they are similar. Very close. People think when God is speaking, and the spirit of God is speaking, the thing is their soul. And if their soul is speaking, the thing is their is spirit. So the Bible says in Hebrew chapter four that it takes the word of God to be able to discern and to divide. Between the soul and the spirit. Because they behave similar. So people behave emotionally. And people think they are in the spirit. And some people also behave emotionally. They say oh, they are too emotional. We should be able to design it from our spirit. So that we will know how. It, whether it is God or not. Some people reject those things. Because it looks like it's an emotional thing. And some people also just take everything and swallow. We should be able to use the word of God and our spirit to be able to discern. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, this is free. I'm just giving you a free consultation how to listen to the voice of the spirit. Amen. So, we also need to be Be confident. Every leader needs to be confident. You see, the truth is that if you know this is the right thing, you are confident about it. If you are not confident, it means that you are not sure. So, be sure when they give you a job, understand it well and be sure about the job you've given and make sure you carry and you do that work well. Oh. Huh? But it's also good. We'll be praying very now. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be, laying, we'll be laying hands on people very soon. And also be competent. Effective leaders, they're very competent. They, fight, they, they use little energy to, to get greater uh, result. People are not competent. They waste, they waste energy. So, learn how to be confident, pray well, and ask God. How can I make it? And in all that you must seek God's face. Then at times too, we need to We hmm, have to be able to convince people. Convince them. A leader should be able to convince his followers without forcing them. Oh. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Jesus did that. He didn't force anybody. Sometimes he just reveals, he says something and the person says, I am going to follow you. He made it so clear. He met somebody. I said, come and see Jesus. I said, Even when you were under the, uh, the fig tree, I saw you. That alone, Made the person who said, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> so there's something you can do for people to, uh, 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 to, to, to follow Christ and to follow whatever you're saying. I don't like forcing things about, um, uh, uh, on, on people. Um, and a cohesive leader, the one that can do that, he has some quality. He's exciting a leader should be be excited. Jesus was like that. When Jesus tells something, you are excited about it because you know what's going to happen. Wow. I love Jesus. And he makes it so exciting that the people would like to follow him. Some people use it negatively. They can just excite you and move you in the wrong direction. But I'm talking about uh, those who can make you move in the right direction. They are enthusiastic about things, they give their followers something to be excited about, and they create excitement about. The vision of what has been given to you. They make the, thing, the vision what they're going to do, the work look very exciting. They don't make it so burdensome. They can create it and make you feel like I want to do that this way. And make you happy doing it. It may be very difficult, but they will make you do it in a very exciting way. And I pray that God should give us the wisdom to be able to move into that direction. They are also encouragers. Every leader should be able to encourage the people under. You know, there are different types of people that are following you that you're working with. Some have different types of temperament. Some you have to push them. Some you don't have to do anything. I remember a father. I heard a story about a father who called his younger brother. Uh, he has two sons and he called a younger one. And he said, I'm going to give this, I'm going to put it in charge of everything. And the elder one said, why? He was so angry. He said, wait and let me tell you something. He gave the elder one money. Here you can get chicken anywhere. In Ghana, you have to go to some specific places to get a chicken. And we buy them life. So he asked, Go and buy me live chicken. So he went to the place they were selling it. And he asked, The man didn't give him money. He said, My father, do you have chicken? He said, Yes, I have chicken. So he went to the father and said, Daddy, I went to that place. They said they have a chicken. He said, How much is it? He went and said, how much is a chicken? He said it's so and so amount. He went, Daddy, when I went, he said, so and so amount. He said, How many can I get? So he went there and asked all that he went and came. No initiative. So eventually he said thank you. So he sent the younger one that go the same person that go and and see whether you can get some chicken. So he went there. I said, Oh. Do you have chicken? He said, Yes. So oh, how much is it? He said, Do you have enough? How many can you He asked all the questions that would be needed. So when he came, the father said, Go back and ask whether you can get a white one. He said, Oh, they said they have a white one. He said, Go and ask how much is this? He said, This is the price. He said, Go and ask this. Every question the father asked, the boy had the answer. Then he told the brother, he said, Which one of you shall I entrust leadership into? He said, If I die, you will like to come and ask my, me for every step that you take. By the time you come, nothing will be done. So you should be able to think for yourself and say, this is how my father will think. So not everything you will go and ask before you get answers. Take initiative. Make mistakes. Let them uh, do anything, but make mistakes and you'll be corrected and move on. Are you getting it? So when they give you a job, get all the information don't be going back and ask him, Pastor John. What book should we read? He said Pastor John. What chapter? Says Pastor John. How do we do it? <laughs> so you go when you go and they give you a question. Then you come back. You should do your homework well before you meet the people. That is what I call leadership. Oh, are you getting it? So we. I will be praying very soon. My heart is here, and what is important is just to 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 uh, 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 to pray with you. So you also should be an encourager. Try to encourage people. We all, how many of you don't need encouraging? We all need it, including the prophet. Sometimes you can ask the leaders. Even you tell them, Pastor Joseph, the Pastor Joseph today, you bless me. You don't know what. Sometimes after ministering, you yourself don't know whether what you said went. The people understood it, but one person coming to tell you. Thank you for this message that encourages you. So we all need to be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let us encourage one another as leaders. And we will stand very well. So we shall also create... Arouse people's passion. A leader should be able to make people passionate. That is one quality of a leader. You take a vision and sell it. And that thing should kick everybody around. And I pray that God will help us. But as we move on and as we pray on, I shall come back to the Moses as I ended, Moses had, God gave Moses a vision to build him a house, a tabernacle in a certain pattern. Moses was the one who saw the vision. But Moses do not know how to build a house. He needed a skill or some people to be able to bring that into pass. A leader doesn't simply mean you have everything. It means that you have the whole picture but you should be able to pick those who can help to bring that picture into completion. I get what I'm saying. So Moses was giving the whole picture and my example I never taught a could pastor even 50 people or five, 10, 20 people. But I, I, I didn't think I have the, the skill and all that it takes. So when I was going to, I was sent to go and start a church in a place called Medina. It's a very Islamic place. Stonehold. And they sent me there. When I went, I saw I didn't have, I am not a good accountant. So when it comes to money, I don't, if they leave it to me and they give their offering, I can share it because the way my heart is, (laughs) I will not record anything. I just, anybody who is in need can just take and say, take it. That is how my heart is. So I have to get somebody. I have to look for somebody who can put everything down. Who can account. Who can put things down and help me in that area. I have to look for an administrator who can put things in a very nice way. I have to look for some other Talented people and use their strength to build the church. I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the qualification, but some people are qualified there. So I didn't need to go back to the school, to school to go and learn accounting. Because there is somebody who knows accounting there. Or I will stop the, 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 the preaching and all my prophetic work and go back to school and go and learn them one by one. So God said, you don't need to go there. The body is one. And some area, this should be their function. This one can do a legal ways. You cannot go to a law school, go and learn There's somebody there who can put the dot and make sure that I correct everything for you before you put yourself into trouble. So you use them. They are the one that comes in. And God said, This all becomes strength. So I lean on them. Give them spiritual direction and they give me professional direction. So if you are here with any gift, the reason why you got that, the reason why God saw you through that to learn that trade is because of his house. Yes, oh, it's to end my Yes, any money is one. But at the end, what you're going to show in heaven, all that we are gathering, how many of you will take your money up there? But money can purchase certain things for you in heaven. What you will use money to do for God, it gives you a, an account in heaven. What you use your profession to do here on earth in the kingdom, It gives you an account up there. Don't just waste the money. Don't just waste your profession. Use that profession so that you can be putting, piling up so much in in, in heaven for yourself, for your life. So it is not that no, 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 this is wrong. What do you call it? No profession is, is bad. But it's the way you used it to advance the kingdom of God. So I accept every profession here. Apart from Ghanaian, we call it pickpocket. <laughs> I don't, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, there's somebody going to say, oh, Pastor, what about even people? I, say, I know how to tell him. You can use your skill in taking people from the devil. You're very skillful in." Swindling people, go and swindle the devil <laughs> with the gospel. <laughs> so whatever trait you have, we really need to harvest. We're we'll, all being. I'm getting to the end of what I'm going to say. So God gave who? Moses. A vision, to build him a house. Then Moses needed some people to help him. You know the people he called? Bezaleel, That is great. He need the Bezaleel. I think our... And the holier. I love them. And who? See, Moses... That is... Exodus chapter uh, uh, thirty-six, verse one. He said, "And Bezalel and Holy are, are f- and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding, whom the Lord has put what wisdom and understanding, all the art- all the artisans, all the listening, whatever you are learning." Look, not everybody can learn it and be able to do it. It is God who put that wisdom in it. There are people who can do certain things they think is their knowledge because they are very intelligent. No, it is God who wired you for that. Because He wired you for that, He also needs you in the house of the Lord. In actual fact, Aholiab and all the rest, they did not learn that trade just because they had even God's work in mind. They were going to work to eat or to, to earn income from it. But God, had a plan for their life. So, and uh, then verse 2, and they, okay, the Moses called Bezalel and Holiab and every gifted artisan in in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom. Everyone whose heart was dead, I love the heart, 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 to come and do the work. The work is from the heart, (laughs) not from the mind. If you are convinced in your mind, you will run away. But if it's of the heart, that's what I call about, I say sons. Sons are from the heart, not from the mind. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought to, to, verse, uh, for the, to work on the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to him freewill offering every morning. Let's read verse 6. Yeah. Then all the craftsmen all the world who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came each from the work he was doing. And he spoke to Moses saying the people bring much more than enough for the service of work. The work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment and caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary, and the people were restrained from bringing. You see, they were so blessed. that Everybody understood the vision that people were given. Those who didn't have uh, 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 ability to, to, to do that work, they brought their money. So everybody contributed to the building of the house of God. And everybody here whether you are a, a leader or no non-leader, yes, you have something to do to build this place. If it becomes that we must build it, you are going to put your strength into. it. You will just see God at work in you. So Moses is the vision career. There's a vision career God gave Moses. But know that the vision did not come from Moses. It is from God. It's not the temple for Moses. It's a temple for God. But Moses is the one that the vision was revealed to. Then Moses is not in the Bezalel. He is a vision communicator. He's a chief operation officer. There's somebody there. Somebody sees the vision, but there's somebody who should be able to communicate it. And the operational person that should be on the ground to make sure that everything
1: works well.
0: A holy up, hmm. Is a holy up? He's a vision he also is very talented and and, 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 and and he's a very great person and he's also carried the vision. He had the talent he had all the skill and he came there to help to build He's also there. We have the holy earth, we have the basziers and we have the gifted artisans they are the vision contributors so we have Moses, we have who? Bezalel, and we have what? Aholiab. And and every four group of people. Every gifted person is going to be part of it. One person cannot build. It takes a collective effort. And when there is victory, we should also look to God and rejoice because our Father in heaven has won. Not one man but just because of the glory of God. And when that house is built, it is the semi-Israel that is going to benefit. Because after building that house, it carries the presence of God. And anytime they moved, God's presence moved with them. In actual fact, for them to cross the Jordan, what they contributed was the one that opened the Jordan for them and they have to walk through that Jordan. Anytime they are going to war, it is that one that they will carry. So it is they who are also beneficiary if we help in building the house of God, we benefit first. And as leaders, let us have the heart of God. Paul said, that we should pass on to people who are faithful. He told Timothy that we should do what? That's why it's like faithful people. Commit that word to faithful men. When the Bible says men, it doesn't mean he men. It means he and she men. thing that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men stroke women who will be able to teach others God is asking for who? Who should they commit to? Faithful say faithful He is looking for faithful men before your ability. After the ability God gives, God is looking for faithful men to serve in the position of leadership. Faithful to him first, then faithful to the system he's been called to. Our faithfulness is unto God first. If you miss it, you are going to create trouble. Then our faithfulness to the system where we are called to. He said, get me faithful men and commit it. Impact whatever you have into the faithful man. And it is here today, I want us to just anoint the faithful man. I want us to place our hand upon the faithful man. Who, because of that, when they receive it, they will also teach others or pass that thing to other people. And you are very faithful. With this group, I know you can take the whole UK. Oh, you don't believe yourself. You don't believe yourself. Not many that are noble. Not many that are rich. God has taken the victims of this world to confound the world. You see, this is what, how God works. He needs few people who are committed. See, commitment, faithfulness and commitment to a system, look, you cannot fail. People are afraid of committing people to a course because you cannot break their bank, you cannot break their faith when they are committed to a system. And I pray that you will be one. You don't get offended easily. It is babies that get offended. Say Amen. Don't get offended easily. Why will you be offended? Who is the one that called you? Who gave you that work? Who are you working for? Who is going to reward you first? So if you get offended, who are you telling I'm offended? Imagine God send you and and somebody can tell you and start insulting you. He said, because you've said that, I won't do God's work again. I want you to determine in your heart that nothing can stop me. And that is how we made it. When we went with that determination, I'm just telling you practical things that we use. We met other churches in the same place. There's a grace where in the classroom, this, this place is one of the biggest, if I got this place, in those days, like I call myself the biggest church in Ghana. It was just this area with this, uh, yeah, just this, just put it, stop it, that, that, the other area. That is how it was like. I think some of you, Alison, have visited there before. and That's cool. From there, people were excited. They were working for God. We didn't have, you don't take money to build a church. I tell people, we didn't have money. I wanted to do things. I saw myself, all of us were, I were artisans. I didn't learn, but we have to force myself to learn artisan. Some of them have to carry things. I saw myself, sometimes, I, and you know, we we're, we're, were painting the place and yes, sir, and the rest, you know, we're painting the place. We're, we're squeezing the place. We're carrying this. In. and Somebody will come and say, I have a half bag of cement. And I say, thank you. Take it. And somebody will say, I've got an old this. And I say, bring it. We need it now. <laughs> so whatever, you know, you bring it. And we all put our resources together. Until I had that vision. We must. The next auditorium we're going to build, we're going to have an air condition. And Ghana, an air condition is a luxury. At that time, no church. Churches do not use air condition. Is the same. No, <laughs> sometimes the believers. Sometimes we have some uh, ideas. When a dressing came, you know, when we we're young, the is of dressing, uh, bare bottom, bell bottom, and w- they, they, they were, w- w- <laughs> the Christian said, Oh, we don't, we don't have to put it on. So the Christian left it and were wearing those, uh, so skinny ones. So when the unbelievers came, the skinny, they say, Hey, it's a wedding. little. So we went back to the, uh, <laughs> the, bare, the bare bottom. I said, What, what, what are we doing? Is it because unbelievers are putting it on? We're putting on the skinny. It wasn't a sin when unbelievers were putting the bare button. But now, <laughs> when they move to that one, we say it's a sin that we have to, if you have to live a holy life, you must dress a certain way and walk. Pastor, Pastor Joseph, we've lived a holy life. for, And our holiness was outward an inward one until I realized it. So air condition was... So I mentioned... I don't know when I mentioned it. I remember some friends came who are very... They came to say, and said, you don't know what you're talking about. They said, you're going to build it over 2,000 uh, uh, auditorium. You're going to put air condition." So they almost made me go back to tell the church that I'm Sorry. <laughs> By any time I stood, there, I wanted to say, my, I will say the same thing because I'll be inspired to say the same thing by faith. The one that I said it, and this gentleman—I don't know—he heard it. And while we putting it, I told the person, "Make room for air condition." And the type of air condition I asked to make room, this man was bringing it. I said, Prof, I heard you say you were going to put an equity in your room. I said, Yes. He said, I am bringing a, a some. Can you see? And I said, Yes, I like it. I'll buy it. When he mentioned the price, I I can't pay for that. I don't have that money. <laughs> but thank God, this man almost gave it to me free. The amount he gave it to me was a shipping cost. God bless you. And today, and when we fixed it, the churches who thought it was a sin to be in an air condition, they started adjusting. The whole system started adjusting. Everybody who is in the building want to have an air condition. Now it's no longer a same. <laughs> we will be praying right now. I believe that this number of people here God has a purpose for your life. And you cannot serve in the leadership for God and God forgetting about you. It may delay, but it will surely come. You cannot serve God for God to leave you. In time of storms, your service will let God remember you. Whenever God wants to deliver, he comes first to those who are his servants. See how Nebuchadnezzar, uh, when the king addressed Daniel, old Daniel, servant of the most high God. Paul said, the God whom I serve and who I belong to, the one who I serve. Can you boldly say?" One day, when the storm, that that God which I belong and serve, will come to my rescue. When you are serving, don't think you are serving. Man, if we make it man, we men we have our weaknesses. Every man on earth, God made it show. Sure. The day Adam fell. That everybody has got his part. That can create. Disaffection in your life. But don't look at that. I tell people I am under construction. God hasn't finished with me yet. While I'm going. I'm being constructed. I may make a mistake. But I have a sincere heart. To serve God. I may make if you should find a leader that have a sincere heart to follow God. He may make mistakes, and because he's sincere, God will redirect his path. And I pray today that the oil of the Lord will rest upon you, that out of you God will raise prophets with prophetic unction upon your lives. Your eyes shall be open that faith shall generate. I pray that God will preserve your life because of this job, because of the way he's given you. I pray that from here you'll be on fire to serve. When they give you anything, let that, that one be your number one. Everything we do, we will leave them on this earth, apart from what you're doing now. Whatever you do here, there's a book of mem- remembrance. God will open it. And all the works of time. And these are the works that will remain. Paul says. Even if you sacrifice your body. And you speak in tongues. And you don't have love. You're nothing. Love for God. Will let you serve him with all your life, with all your wealth and your being. I want us to pray that God will make us the right leadership. God will guide us. There is a strength which position you are. Some of us are the craftsmen, some of us are the, are the, are the, are the, are the holy up, and some of them are the, are the bezelier. I pray that which role do you play? Pray that God should help you to go through that level. Pray that God will help you because there is a reward in serving God. Some of you are great contributors to the vision. Some of you have to circulate the vision, the circulation of the vision. You make sure that the vision goes round. And some of us have a work to do. As you serve Him with our skill, With our whole heart, like Christ served when He was on this earth, I am. I must be about the business of my Father. The law says that He's going to prosper the work of your hand. If we take care of God's things, He will take care of yours too. I pray that God will. Re-